Luckily, we've only been talking. Hello and welcome to this Euro 2020 quarterfinal preview show of your Sports Level podcast. My name is Calvin Emekonwuka. The round of 16 gave us round of 16 gave us matches that had us spellbound and sometimes breathless. It is my privilege to have in the pod um, from far and wide. I've got in Canada Shola Egujobi. Shola, welcome to your Sports Level podcast Thanks. again. Thanks, Emeka. It's a pleasure. In Lagos, I've got Ake Daudu. Ake, welcome to your Sports Bebo podcast. Great to be here, Emeka. In London, I've got Doc IJ, Queen Red Diva, and DJ Oseni. Hey, my fellow Londoners, welcome to your Sports Bebo podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for having me, me back. <laughs> Thank you. In Dakar, Senegal, is okay to go Aguru. Okay, you're welcome to your Sports Bebo podcast. Pleasure to be here again. Right. We we just before we started recording, we were talking about how excellent Switzerland were in their in their victory, in their eventual penalty shootout victory over the French. And I can do as usual was trying to explain why he, what he thinks was wrong with the way the French have approached this this tournament. I can can you go on? You're not you're not the big Desham fan, just like me. No, no, I've never I've never been. I didn't think he was much of a player either, but that's neither here nor there. People tell you know, I always get worried when people tell me, Well, you can't see what he does on the field with the tactical player, I'm like, right. Someone has to do the death. Someone has to do the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mind me, I've just been mischievous. No, but seriously, I think the French were complacent. Um, recent success had when when Pogba scored that wonderful third, they thought the game was over. Mm. It was it was clear. The tricks came out, the fix came out, and they thought the game was over. And they 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 would they've been winning games. They win games on moments, France. Mm. They don't win games of which is something that teams with good individuals but not a coherent system often do. This was an accusation of full level that the Brazilian teams 94 to 98. Not so much. Yeah, 98 was a classic example. Mm-hmm. 94, not so much because they weren't any good anywhere. But 98 was a good example. 2006 was a classic example. Yes. Um, with all the forward players. Mm. France were like that. They, they won game on moments, not on flow. And they had won on flow. Switzerland were the better team for 70-80% of that game but in a 10-15 minute spell France turned the game around and they expected the game to follow the pattern of all the other games but the Swiss hadn't read the script and they flipped it on his head and France really couldn't respond um, Deschamps I think playing three defenders apparently they hadn't really practiced that very much playing Longley was probably not a good idea I'm a Barcelona fan and I don't. He doesn't fill me with a great deal of confidence. Um, you know, little little things, just little signs of complacency here and there. Obviously, there was unrest in the camp with the whole argument in the stands between Mbappe's family and Rabiot's mom slash agent, mm. classically French. And it was all just 
And, you know, Benzema had come back, terrific player. Mm. But you didn't get the sense that he had really gelled with his fellow strikers in that sense, though. The way he improvised that control. That was for the sensational. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> it was just brilliant. But, you know, they were not a team. Mm. They did not really have a, a way of playing beyond countering. They were very good on the break, if yes. you let them. But they didn't really have a way of playing beyond that. And I was, you know, like Portugal, like so many other teams in this tournament with big names. The, big, the names were there, but the football wasn't. Big names, small football. That's what was going on. Mm. So because people were trying to accommodate these guys, the systems were not to the fore. And you're seeing teams doing well that have systems, yeah. which is usually what happens in tournaments. Well, not in tournaments, maybe in league competitions. Tournaments can usually, can sometimes be won by great individuals, but sometimes not. So France got their comeuppance quite deservedly. The Swiss were brilliant. Zuba, Steven Zuba, was fantastic down the left. Granit Xhaka, super in midfield. Mm-hmm. Seferovic was fantastic on the day. Manuel Akonji and El Wedi. That I is think the El best I've seen Akonji play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best I've seen. Honestly, as much as I, as much as I, I give the, the Swiss credit, mm. you still get the feeling that the French, the French didn't do themselves justice. If you look at the team that played on the day. And I, and I mean, I had the same concerns when I saw Longley and I saw the battery and I saw late shift wing back like Rabio. Yeah, Rabio is no wing back. Um, it's no wing back, but you have actual, you know, full backs in the squad and people you could, you know, if you wanted to play I that think they game, lost them to injury. Like mm-hmm. They lost, they had people that was injured. The two, sure. the two natural left backs were injured. Dinya yeah. and um, Dinya yeah. and uh, Hernandez. 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 Yeah. And, and I suspect that that, that may have played a factor, but if, if, if you didn't have wing backs, right, stretching Rabio to play in that formation probably wasn't the best use of your of your of your talent. But given given looking at the game on the day, right, the French didn't start well. They didn't finish well. They pretty much had a burst of good football for about twenty minutes. And then they thought they had won. It's great thinking about the result rather than the game. And if you look at the players of the day who had performances below their normal standard, I'll say more than half the French team played below below par. Right? Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. I have to. Okay. Wait. Wait. I have to stop you there. Do you know why? A few years ago, I was sitting with Peter Rufai, and we were discussing football. And I, we, we talked about a particular game and we said, I remember saying to him that that team did not play very well on the day. So Rufai looked at me and said, and asked me a question, that that team that I was talking about, did they come to the pitch to play alone? Did they not play against another uh-huh. team? That, Thank you. That, do you think that, why not give credit to the other team? For making, making them from yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. But this is, I'm not saying, and, and I take nothing away from the Swiss. You are I, trying I enjoy to, their victory. You are trying, to, you are trying <laughs> to take something away <laughs> from them. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, 
No, but I'm saying that I'm saying that the French did not play to their full potential. They didn't play a system that suited their abilities, and even with that system, they didn't show the game the respect it deserved. My feeling is if French team switched on with a formation that is proper suited to their talent, we will win Switzerland. Can I say something? Can I say something? Go on, Can I say something? Go on, What you're saying is that on paper, France are better. Unfortunately, football is played on grass. Yes. But I don't even want to analyze the entire game. Mm -hmm. When you're at 3-1 up at this level, I don't even think you need Deschamps to tell you what to do. You're 3-1 up. You're world champions. These guys have been to competitions. Mm -hmm. They the final of the last year. There's enough experience in this team to know we're 3-1 up. Okay, we didn't take the heat at 3-1 up, but we're careless. And then it's now 3-2. And we're so still wide open. Pogba has the ball in the center. Yeah, but, like six, they're like six guys. Moment, moment. Wait, okay. Okay, wait. If you play, if you play anybody, that, anybody that's played football knows before that, once you lose the momentum, once you, once you lose the, the momentum and the shift, it's, mm. very, it's almost impossible to get it back. Right. But you are 3 1 up. We yeah, were happy. They, they, didn't, they didn't lose momentum now. They were ahead. They just won. The, they just took back. No, but once they got. Once they were, once they, once they were fed back to 3 2, there was no way. They, it was impossible for them to regain the initiative. I, 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 I don't believe that. I thank you for the. I thank you for the 3 1 beat. Dr. IJ. <laughs> Spain, yeah. we're 3-1 up against Croatia. <laughs> yeah. And then the Croats, the Croats came back. The Croats came back 3-3. But my Spaniards that are on the ascendancy decided that what, is, beggar, all, beggar, what is all this nonsense? Do you want Modric to die? Yeah, Extra time. See how old he is. Did you, who, how long do you want him to last who, on the pitch? Who forced him? Modric. Who forced him to come and play? They, 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 they came... Wait, let, okay, let, let's let's look at it this way. Mm -hmm. They were 3-1 up, mm -hmm. and then what happened? Last 10 minutes, we saw the defensive frailties that they have. Mm -hmm. They played a, a Croatian side that, that also matched them. Even though Spain, with their passing, they get you dizzy, they keep possession. They, I, I would not lie, they played a very good game that day. But mm -hmm. Croatia could as well have come away with the results. Mm -hmm. They just didn't have the legs at the end in, in, um, in the extra how did, how did Croatia even get to the point of going to extra time? The Spaniards had them on toast all game. All no, game. but when those changes, when Paul Torres came um, came into the defense, the, the, the changes in the center back, Croatia changed their game. They started taking, they, they couldn't ha handle the um, balls coming from deep up top. They couldn't handle those those balls. And that's how they got their two equalizing goals. It, um, Spanish defenders were all over the place. Okay. I Spain. know that Spain dominated the game. I, I agree that Spain dominated that game. I will give them that. Okay. But we still saw some lapses that could be exploited by better teams. Okay. Since you're very anti-Spain in this matter, Switzerland versus Spain tomorrow. Go on, have a go. Hmm. Well, let, let me, let me, let me, I'm not doubling down. I'm going to say now that, you know, all those group of death people have left, mm -hmm. Spain have a, a chance, but Switzerland, Spain, Switzerland, Spain, if, I, I will say, by the way. Sorry? Uh, oh, thank you. Oh, no. If Shaka is offended, no. that, that, you see, it makes things more difficult for Switzerland. So, going by the way they played against Croatia, I would say they probably would win the game. No. You know, but Shaka I'll just offended. say they are lucky in this competition. No, I didn't know he was... Deji, 
Um, wait, hold on. Raji, somebody remind me. Was Switzerland not the only team that beat Spain at 2010 World Cup? Yes, that was That's game. right. The first game, they lost 1-0. So they were the only team yeah, that beat Spain? Yeah, the first game. Yep. Excellent. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We oh, definitely yeah. have a game in that in that tie. We that, have a game. That, will be, that, that looks like it'll be a cracker. Everybody will just get at it. Um, Deji, I have to ask you this. Is he coming home? <laughs> I think a lot of people here would love it to come home. Um, I can't remember that. You know what? I I genuinely can't remember the last time mm-hmm. that people had this much confidence um, over here in England. Um, obviously, people always say stuff like it's coming home and all of this stuff. And, and you know the pundits, they talk. Mm-hmm. But the genuine feeling around here is that England have got a direct path to the final. Um, first and foremost, they were placed in the weaker side of the brackets in the knockout stages. Um, avoiding that side with Spain, France, Italy, Belgium was, you know, a godsend. Um, so, you know, now it's pretty much, you know, um, up to them to get to the final. Um, as obviously the highest ranked team in this side of the bracket, yeah. there is expectation for them to get to the final. And obviously after beating Germany as well. Mm. Now, uh, are they actually going to win the final? I think if Belgium or Italy is in the final, I think that's going to be a very tough ask. But as far as Spain... Uh, well, uh, Spain in this part, yeah, Spain have already shown, you know, that they, they are uh, quite open right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, um, maybe it's just the lack of leadership at the back since they dropped Sergio Ramos. Uh, maybe it's the goalkeeping situation where, you know, they're not, you know, it's not really a goalkeeper where they, they have uh, full confidence. But um, at this moment in time, uh, if, if, if it's Spain or you know Switzerland, I guess the final. Mm. It's England, but Belgium or Italy, I'm not too sure. Right. It's um, fu- it's it's, fu- it's funny though how this uh, how this England is the weaker side of the draw. It, it's not last week they were saying England should finish second so that they will have an easier. <laughs> exactly. <idea>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if, <laughs> if they have an easy ride, if they have an easy ride now, it's because they've earned it. They've been the Yeah. Yeah. They have ended. Can I just oh. say, sorry, in the last pod, we were kind of saying um, Southgate has been conservative, or I said, not everybody, I, mm. I, I said that, but I want to just give props to Rice and Phillips. They played massive that day, especially Rice, who, who got an early booking, but he was able to keep his head, keep things tidy. What a good game. And my boys, Shaw and Maguire. Maguire, I'm, I'm all, always critical about him, but he, he was massive that day, so... I believe with confidence they can take on anybody. If we, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to downplay what Italy has achieved so far mm-hmm. with the number of games they've come um, without um, get taking an L. Mm. But I've looked at the teams they played in that run. Yeah, something can happen. They can, they can get beat. And Austria has shown they were almost, they were, they were this close to going get, getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. So I think. Belgium, England, they have England had nothing to fear from those teams. For, for me, um, as well, I think um, Italy, based on the form before they get before they got to the tournament, mm-hmm. Italy had the best record. That's yeah. another thing that people are forgetting. Yeah. Before even the tournament began, let's forget the qualifiers, the UEFA uh, Nations. Mm. They also had one of the best records. Yes. Um, England, on the other hand, mm, when they faced the big teams, that's when they suddenly crumbled. But they won. You know, England, they, they won in Seville. Yeah, oh, it, brilliant. England may 
Spain is not relevant to um, the big teams at this moment in time. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, Calvin. Come on. Okay. As soon as they sele- as soon as they selected Adama Traore and all yeah. these other players, I just knew they weren't serious. They just didn't come to the. What did Adama do to you, DJ? What did Adama do to you? He just he had one of the poorest seasons. I've just. I was just thinking myself, what, what is this guy doing to this team? Okay, okay. What is he doing here? Okay. Um, I was... Yeah. After... I think it was... Um, after we beat... Nigeria beat Cote d'Ivoire at the 2013 mm. AFCON. Mm. Before we played Mali in the press conference, mm. I, I remember saying to Stephen Keshi that how do you... How do you make sure that... This team would not knock out Cote d'Ivoire and then come out to lose to Mali in the next game. To Mali. Yeah. Right. England cannot, cannot knock out Germany and then face Ukraine and end up losing to Ukraine. Which account would they be able to write that? You're not, you're not an England <laughs> man to start with, but seriously, do you yeah. see that happening? No, no, I don't see that happening. As you... As Except witches uh, are wizards of the village. <laughs> as you as you've correctly noted, I have a deep antipathy for England, mm. and their success brings me no joy whatsoever. Mm. But I don't expect them to to lose to Ukraine at all. I think they'll win that handily. If they don't, I'll laugh my head off. But I don't think <laughs> it'll happen. Um, I don't expect them to lose to who do they get? They get Czech Republic or Denmark, right? Yes. In the next That's one. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't mind the Danes. I actually feel there is something going on there yeah. with the Danes. That's absolutely yeah, correct. I agree. I agree. Agree. I have a feeling, I have a feeling there's something going on there, but let's see. But I would expect England to come through those two and get to the final. You and I discussed this a week or two ago, and I told you. That I sat down and I thought about it and I concluded that England's serial failure at major tournaments is inexplicable and actually statistically highly improbable. There are about five countries in Europe that have populations of 50 million plus and they're all football mad. Germany, Italy, Spain, England and France. Of the five, England are far and away the least successful. Far and away, mm. uh, the Germans have won. And they invented the sport. Yeah, the Germans have won seven major titles, four World Cups, three Euros. The G- Italians have won five, four World Cups and a Euro. The Spaniards and the French have won four majors each. Wow! England has won England has just. Won. England has won one 55 years ago. So by the and, the, and it's not like they're not football mad. They are. So by the sheer law of averages, mm. England are due one, or in fact two, quite frankly. <laughs> and and as, a re- as a result, I think just because of that, and I, I don't take anything away from the players, they have a good bunch of players, mm. but this is not the best crop of English players I've ever seen. They're not extraordinary, even by English standards. I just feel that they're due one. Yeah, I feel they're due one. And I think this is this is a real opportunity uh, for them for them to to win a major tournament. So, uh, the thing with the thing with 
the thing with averages is, of course, there's always a, there's highs and lows that contribute to that. Thing. And football is such a fine margin game. Mm. Yeah, is it the, I mean, look at it. Look at England. Look at the teams that knocked them out. In the, how many times they go out to Portugal on penalties, mm. or to yeah, Germany, or to or to Germany, or to you know, it's just fine margin. Someone misses a penalty, next thing you're out of a final. But I yeah. Think, you always, uh, yeah, yeah. I and think that's why I think they're 2-1. You're probably right. I think, and I think, it's a good opportunity for them this year, in particular yeah. because of the side of the draw they're on. And, I mean, we fall into this thing in football. If you don't win, you either win and you're great or you, or you lose. Yes, of course. And it's completely the binary. <laughs> the problem with England here is, yeah, if you're going, you're, you're, you're you're going to lose, can I finish? If you're going to lose, you have to lose to a big team. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if you lose to Ukraine next round, it's a disaster. It is. Even if they lose, even if they lose to Denmark and Czech Republic in the semi, it's also a disaster. It, you know, it would, it would have been better to lose to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's always five years ago they lost to Iceland. Yeah, yeah. final for London, by the way. <laughs> that was the end of the world. Listen, oh my day. Okay. You always okay, need so, that I mean, element I mean, of I mean, element of luck. Look at I mean, um, Sweden. Forsberg hit the hit the post twice in the game against Ukraine, and that was it. Yeah, you know you need that little margins of luck to go your way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I'm look. I, I share some of Aki's sentiments with the, the England thing. I I love to I love to watch them lose. Right, and just to see the the uh, the implosion and the chaos that follows it. Just for that alone, it's it, what it, it, it the price of admission. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 I've admitted to myself, I cannot hold, I can't hold any um, ill will against England. I grew up on match and shoot magazine. So I don't mind. Don't mind. Don't mind. Don't mind. <laughs> no, my feeling is this, right? As much as I would love to watch the fallout of them under England lost, I've, I mean, all my adult life, I've enjoyed watching them do the post but they've always been abusive. <laughs> but frankly, I, I actually think, just like I said, they're due one at one point. They actually have a decent crop of players. Not fantastic, but decent. In a sense, I think the squad that they have now is better than the squad that they've had before. Because they used to have a few really good players in some positions and not a lot of quality in the other world. True. I think for the first time, England actually has a squad where they have quality across the board, right? In positions that are not so glamorous. I mean, they have decent defensive midfielders. They have one or two good wide forwards. They have a, a, you know, a, a good striker and a couple of good finishers. They have a decent couple of central defenders. The keeper is not bad. You understand? So the quality, in my opinion, in this time around, it might not be the best squad they have. It's more spread out. And therefore, you, you know that they can lose a couple of players and still keep going. They have the home advantage now. And, they, and they've gotten rid of their bogey team. Mm. Frankly, my opinion, if England doesn't make it to the final and at least give it a good go of it now, they would never have the confidence to do it again. They would just believe they are crushed. So it's, I think for me, it's I, one of those moments where... You have to do it. If you go or you don't, if you're doomed, it doesn't really matter who you lose to. If you lose this one, mm. you're, 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 you're screwed forever. I think, I, think, I think the overriding factor in everything you said about that England sport is that they have a manager who is sure of what he's doing. We may not, I mean, a lot of people don't agree with the lineups, 
And you know, in years past, you you know, that's why they ended up in years past. They would have to squeeze in a Gerard and a Lampard mm. and put somebody out of position. But Southgate isn't. He doesn't care whether you're protesting Sancho has to play or Grealish is on the bench. He's convinced that this is the way he wants to set up. And if your name doesn't appear on the first eleven, well, too bad. Too bad. He's convinced that. <laughs> and of all the teams we've seen in this competition, this this team perhaps looks the most prepared for. I, I, I don't want to say the most prepared. I want to say they've played more like a team that's ready to go the old the old distance. I, I, they've played within themselves. They've they've been tight defensively. They've picked their moments and they could have scored more. I mean, they beat the post like three times too. So it's easy to say one nil, one nil, but it could have yeah. been two. You know. They haven't, uh, they haven't done that thing. They haven't done that in France. that three one and just said, okay, it's done now. We're just going to Maybe they could, maybe they could open up a bit more, you know. But the point of competition is to win. It's not, it's not necessarily to entertain. I don't begrudge. I mean, I can, you know, if you play, if you play defensively and it doesn't work, everyone's going to pile on you. But if you are winning, you earn the right to play whichever way you want to like, what you want to play. So I don't. That's why I don't want. Well, okay. I don't know too much. I, I wouldn't say too. the Italians have that. Speaking of which, what I've seen of England, I think with Southgate's uh, approach, it's worked so far. You can't knock yeah. a man when he's winning. Okay. When they I lose, gonna... okay, fine. <laughs> and a big thank you to Thomas Muller for missing that chance. <laughs> Otherwise, Sterling would have been crucified. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you, let them off. Yes, them. you were about to come in. Go on. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna say that. Um, I think I, I'm not sure if everyone noticed, but um, England, um, they in the Germany match when they were up, mm. um, they had opportunities to um, break on Germany with, where they outnumbered them. I think it was about four or five times, um, and it was only that one time where they went forward um, and they scored. It was Kane's goal, but the other two times they chose to it slow the game. They, they chose to slow the ball down and pass backwards. Keep um, the ball. Which, you know, I guess obviously Southgate's ideas, um, but it works. Um, hope, uh, hopefully um, they take their chances in the, next, in the next round because I'm not too sure what they're going to do, but I, I think about four of their players are on their final bookings, yeah. including Rice and uh, Phillips. Yeah. So, um, yes, I, I think Maguire as well. So um, it's like, do you uh, get a, you know, avoid getting booked? Do you rest them? Do you know the funny thing? I do not think that any of those players, if they lose two of them, any two that you've mentioned, okay. I don't think they They'll can. Find another. They have, they have adequate, they have adequate replacement for any of those two. Anyway, uh, I am moving uh, on. I'm moving on to um, Italy. Um, as I can, I, I can I are big, big uh, Mancini fans because of um, as Ekunjobi who also know, Shalaku do, right? Yep. Way back from Euro '88, and I, yep. I, I have to say that if if England were to not win this tournament, the one man that I'll be very pleased to see winning it would be Roberto Mancini's Italy. Yep. Uh, right. Um, they've got a really tough game again against Belgium. The Belgians, um, I, I don't even know how to describe them. Wait, hmm. what, what, how do you see? How do you see that game going? I think Italy should win that handily. I'll be surprised if they did. Are you serious? Um, Bel- yeah, I think Belgium. Belgium again. 
big names, small football. Mm. Belgium have played in moments in this tournament. Um, they're not very good at the back. The combined age of the back three is what? 101 or something? <laughs> that's, that's, Thomas, that's serious. Thomas, that's no how. Thomas Vermalin. Thomas Vermalin. Yeah, but you know you have knowledge allied with athleticism. Sergio Ramos stays there, Varane runs. But when you have three 34-year-olds knocking about the place, mm. you're going the Italians to are not, The Italians are not any younger. Kelini it's a valid not, point. Uh, <laughs> it's a valid point, but Italy, yeah. Italy, but Kelini and Bonucci are familiar with each other. They're not young, but they're very experienced, and they're top-notch centre-backs. The Belgian three is Thomas Vermalen um, or Jason Denier. I mean, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, the world is over the hill and far away. Um, yeah. Betongen has not been any good for years. They're done. So I'm not yeah, a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of the center backs in general. Um, uh, the Bruyne is out. Is he? Hazard. Yes, Hazard is out. Most like Hazard is out, and they're probably both out for the rest of the tournament. However far Belgium goes. Wow. So who's who's left? Lukaku obviously can trouble the Italian defenders, but you know, if without the service and the quality, um, he'll struggle. Mm. Carrasco, a player I like tremendously, has not evolved. Yes, he has not evolved. He's mm. quick, but he has not evolved. Mm. Uh, uh, Martins, I mean, bits and pieces here and there, but I don't see them. Um, they have a good keeper though, but I don't mm-hmm. see them um, being strong enough. Italy are a team, a yes. bit like England. Yes. Yep. No big names necessarily, mm-hmm. but playing a system they know well, mm. under a coach they trust and are comfortable with. They know how they play. Um, so I expect them to win. I mean, something unusual could happen. This is football. Mm. But I expect them to win. I love their midfield. I can watch Michael Verratti play all day. The terrific player. Um, you know, the left back, Spinazzola, mm. who plays oh for my, what my beloved Roma. Always on the front foot. Always, always, always pushing on. Not a huge Immobile fan. But he keeps moving. Yes. And if, yeah, despite his name, and I love if, if, if they would, if the coach would give Kiesa a game, because I think Kiesa has something. If the coach would allow Kiesa to play mm. instead of Berardi, who is not a bad player. Berardi has been, Berardi has been very good. Berardi is yeah, very good. But I just think Kiesa has something. I think he has a little edge. The way he brought the ball down against us mm-hmm. that ball was not easy to control at all mm. to control it with his head and then to mm. have the coordination to flick it inside the defender mm. with his left foot before the finish mm-hmm. those three movements in such a short space of time only the highest quality players can produce that under the pressure of the circumstances that mm. he was in mm. so yeah. I think it will win that game. Do, um, do you know what you're saying? Do you know, know what you're saying, Aki? Mm. If Italy wins that, that is it mm. for that Belgium golden generation. 
This is it. Yeah, this. No, what is this? What is oh, all this goes in generation rubbish? No, anyway. I, I don't think I don't so. Understand. No, it is. Of can course, I, it can, is it. No, can no, no, I just, no, can I just, give me a second, Shola, please. please. Right. Just a second. <laughs> just a second. What is this golden generation rubbish? Golden generations, first, I would protest that the Belgium of Jan Kulemans and Eric Heretz <laughs> and Rene van der Eken and Erwin Gandeberg was a golden generation. This and lot are here to match. Yes, this lot are here to match them. Mm. Portugal had a golden generation. What of it? England had a golden generation. Golden generations mostly fail. Mm. So if this Belgium team fails, they should join the queue. No tears for me. Uh, <laughs> All right. Can I just say, I, I, I mean, is that, to, is that to dispute anything I can say about you know, Italy versus Portugal? Mm-hmm. It would have been it would have, against Belgium. Sorry. It would have been a closer game if, uh, if uh, De Bruyne played or if yes, Martin Hazard was playing. Of course. Then, of course. Then you have, I mean, without those two, it's, yeah. it's a tough one. And uh, Belgium, yeah. I mean, Lukaku is really ready to go, but he needs someone to feed it. And that yeah. uh, and that aging backline, they know how, but they're well past their best. And that's yeah. for me. That that's your first sure sign that this generation, golden or not, you want to call it. They're done. When yeah. you when when you have to call on the Tongan or the world and for my yeah, how golden is the generation really? Yeah, but my best was ten years ago. He's, he's done. And you know yeah. now your now your drop off is to replace company. You're playing Jason Denier. Yeah. So the yeah. golden generation was probably at his peak six years ago. But I think if, if that's your defense now, because they're not coming back in two years. No. Okay. I saw, when I saw the Milan, I was in shock. I, I didn't know he was still playing football. Yeah. If they're not, if they don't get Japan, it, yeah, they sell Kobe. Yeah. But the main thing is, the, the main thing is, uh, Italy is a better team as a unit to play mm-hmm. much better football. Right. I mean, football is crazy. Strange things can happen. You know, Belgium gets an early goal and sit on it again like they did in the last game. But as a unit, you you have to favor um, Italy. They have the better unit and they, they have uh, replaceable parts to that unit. Because mm. you take Berardi off, mm. you put on mm. Chiesa. It's all, yeah, yeah. You, the debate is whether... They don't have stars. They don't. They're really? you, wondering if Berardi will start. I mean, <laughs> Berardi would walk into most teams mm-hmm. in this year. But for Italy, you don't know if Verratti was instead of Locatelli, or, yeah, exactly. Of his Pessina, Locatelli or, has a sweet club. Okay, they have Barella. Honestly, have I think... Okay, okay, wait, so I, okay, wait. To... Yeah, I was going to, I was going to. No, 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 no. Don't forget this Italy bit. We're done with that. I, <laughs> where do you think, like, um, Aki mentioned, and I know that, um, Ajay's jumping at the beat to talk about her beloved Denmark. How do you this this is that this is one game, Czech Republic versus Denmark, that I I'm seeing hmm. another cracker. Because listen, Denmark has scored eight goals in their last two games. <laughs> That's extraordinary. I, nobody 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 could have seen that coming when this tournament started. It's so funny that if do you think that the absence of Ericsson has has liberated the players they don't have to, nobody's us all where everything didn't everything does not have to go through Ericsson anymore okay I think I think it's not it's not a question of whether it's liberated them I think it's giving them 
impetus that they didn't have before. Mm. They came into the tournament thinking we, we are a team that will have a good go at it. We can beat most of the teams on a, on a good day. Let's see if we can string together a few good days. And the Eriksen is around. Um, he's our talisman. He's good on the dead ball. He can flick a good pass. We, we, we could give teams something to worry about. And then in the first game, they found out that okay, we won. Our talisman isn't around. We have our backs to the wall, and we've we've reprioritized. Now, something happened in in the aftermath of the Eriksen of the Eriksen uh, near death experience mm. that sort of just gave everybody in that team something something beyond their ability. Let me put it that way. They went back, and that could have gone different. We've seen teams implode after yep. that sort of situation. Yep. I think yep. this guy reached down the inside, found some energy, found some belief, and decided to go for it in the remaining game. I said, look, we've never really played out of our skins before. Let's give it a shot. In the first game they did it, you know, they didn't you know they didn't win. But they came, you know, they came dangerously close and they Yeah, they played well against Belgium, yeah. They did. Yes. And then you know, they were undone by one moment of brilliance from De Bruyne, you know, and then all of a sudden they looked like, okay, this might not be enough. But then in the final game, they, 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 the game played better than the opponent and then the goals came. And I think somewhere with that that expression of that um, joie de vivre, that, that flow of life that just comes from that uh, moment, mm. coupled with the trauma they've all been through, they are playing a, a sort of liberated football where they really know Somewhere, I think some of the players have decided this tournament doesn't really matter. But mm. if we're going to be here, we're going to give it the best that we have. And that's something that is very, very hard to replace. It can't be replicated. It will, be, it will take a very good team to be this, to, to be this dedicated. Right. Because you're going to have to reach down deep because they're not going to ever let you get away. You're not going to get an easy win against them. One, they have a simple system that they understand. They don't have a talisman that you have to rely on. Everybody's going to give you 100%, mm-hmm. right? And there are people on the bench dying to get a shot. Yeah, that's, that's, something that's that, true. From a team dynamic, it's very, very hard to replicate that, you know? So you take somebody off the bench, the guy is going, let me do my bit for the team, mm. right? I wasn't expecting to be here, but while I'm here, I'm going to give it the very best I can, right? So your, your replacement part will be just as good, if not better than the boot they are coming, they are, they are replacing. You will have to dig deep. I, I, I personally, um, if I were England, I'd be hoping it was the Czech Republic that got to it. Because right. you don't want to meet this guy. Speaking anything. of which, um, Doc AJ, he, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, says that he will take a really good, um, um, motivated team to knock out this, your favorite team, the Danes now. Do you, do you by any chance think, that Czech Republic can do this because see I've been watching them I've been watching the Czech Republic and just like the Swiss they seem to have a way of playing that they are very that they are very comfortable in mm-hmm. and in their two, yep. in their two centre backs one of the things that struck me about their two centre backs is they are very very powerful in the air they are fierce tacklers and then the most astonishing part is they can play football they can actually play uh-huh. football. They have these two things, and they now have the ability to play football. So, do you think, I, I, Doc, have you given this game to your Danes? See, 
I, I think in the last podcast I mentioned it. Coming into this tournament, Denmark were one of my dark horses for this tournament. I I looked through their results from 2020, 2019, 2018. They probably lost one or two games. They played Germany. They they got a draw against Germany. I think they lost to Belgium. That's one of the games they lost. So they have they've had a good record coming into the tournament. So they were one of the the teams I penned down as one of my dark horses. Obviously, with the first game, everything that happened, mm-hmm. it just heightened the the feeling that I have towards um, wanting them to get something out of this competition. Um, that said, and thankfully they were able to get through with um, the the three points in their last game. Everything just fell into place and, and they qualified. But the Czech Republic, like you said, they are a team, and with this tournament, you want. Um, the, the the teams that do well, even though we talk about margins, luck, and all that, teams that do well are those that have a system they play and they they and believe in that system. Yeah. So I think that the the game might be tough, but I feel that Denmark have enough to to get through get through that game. Right. Okay. Are we all agree that England will beat Ukraine? Yes. <laughs> I I can. Can you say it? Say it. No, no, no. I have no trouble saying it. I mean, <laughs> football is, football is, it's a, it's a game, right? Yes. And you, you have to weigh the, but I think England will beat Ukraine. I like the way Ukraine played against Sweden. Mm, I thought yeah. they were more adventurous and daring than I thought. I like it. I like that game because it was two moderate sides who instead of going there and being terrified of losing mm-hmm. and then not decided to both go for it and that's all it takes to have a game of football it doesn't have to be the greatest players it just has to be two people ready to play mm-hmm. which is why the big teams are so disappointing sometimes so ukraine were very good um zinchenko is a terrific player uh-huh. um, exactly. players like him i like pep so much he can identify, you don't, don't have to be a big name. If you're a good player, you'll get a game. He's a good player. Yamalenko is very good on the other side as I think, well. I think he's out, isn't he? Oh, he's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I think he's out. That's a bit uh, yeah, brilliant pass for the Zinchenko goal yeah. in, the, in the other game. But England should have too much for them. If England goes to Ukraine, Something somewhere is very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah. Calvin, Calvin, mm. I want to remind you of the last podcast. I told you the Sweden and Ukraine game will have a lot of goals. Now, that didn't pan out because it ended 1-1, but that's because no, most of their shots hit yeah. the post. Yeah. I mean, it ended true. 1-1 in regulation time, apart from extra time, sorry. Mm. And it, we had a lot of balls that hit the post. That game could have been like 3-2, yep. 3-3, that kind of thing. So, I told you. Right. Yeah. The beauty of Zinchenko, like you were saying, is he can play different parts, and he yeah, understands. He understands. He, he understands the tactics, and he can. He can. He's almost like a labber for Austria. He's Austria. <laughs> and thankfully, Shachenko has not proved to be like so blocking. many attacking players when they become coaches. Uh, the blocking yeah. is. Was a, was a thoroughgoing racist for amongst other things, but <laughs> many, so many attacking players when they coach they, are they, negative. Platin, Platin, he was shocking with France. He was hated by the Dutch media when he <laughs> coached the team <laughs> because his team was was so reactive. Yeah, that was, it happens a lot. Even 
you know, Zizou is a great coach, but you know, Zizou is not doesn't coach like he plays. So it was good to see Shevchenko. Uh, yeah, they played with a little freedom in the last game, but England should have much too much. I expect them to be more cautious against England. Mm-hmm. But I expect England to have much too much for that. Well, you know, the, for the, the trouble for the trouble for the, sorry, the trouble for England here yeah, is for one for this game they're not they were they were underdogs of sorts against the yeah because you could go so out it there should be a boring one nil probably so this, this one they have to, they have to go out and play because it's been no but you see yeah, for sure you know that the thing though is as as Akin mentioned there the Ukrainians could say this is a free hit. Nobody's expecting well, nobody expected us to get to the quarterfinal. So we'll go and yeah. we'll, we'll just go 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 at it. And if if, 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 <laughs> if England for any reason take take it lightly, they will come back from Rome. Mm, I don't think they I don't think they will do that. But yes, because of Gareth Gate, they would not they would not do that. So that's 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 for that's that's that. So what are we saying? The the um, the quarterfinals will be. Did we conclude Switzerland and Spain? Who's calling that? Okay. <laughs> okay, Chugu. Switzerland and Spain. Yes. Look, I have no love for this this party side. This is yes. This party side I forgot. I forgot because there's no Real Madrid player. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just that. It's, it's not, not just, just that. that. Okay. It's the fact that, that, that that's a factor because I mean you're picking at Jamal Curry and you don't think that um, <laughs> Nacho gets a look in. You don't think Isco gets a look in. You don't think. Look, it's not been the greatest vintage Madrid side. I'll be the first one to admit that. But there are people in that squad I'm looking at and going, "What is this fellow thinking?" So, look, um, the Spanish have have, in my opinion. For such an inexperienced side, they've done very well. Um, they are in the middle of the transition of sorts, and Lucho has his own idea of how he does things. All the uh-huh. best to him. Uh-huh. Look, I, I I expect them to win. I I will be quite pleased if they don't, because I think they need to be knocked down a couple of times. Right? That's just my opinion. So. I mean, I'm sure somebody will have a more objective view than I. Can I? Can I? Can I just say something? I mean, I mean, my first impression watching this painting was that uh, I mean, Lucho obviously is trying to to take them back to ten years ago when they dominate you and pass you to death. But mm-hmm. My first my first impression watching them was just to conclude that the generation we saw with Xavi, Iniesta, Xavi Alonso, what a special team that was. What special players that was, and it had to replicate that. If that's a standard, it's a high mark to try to reach that. I only said that they do create a lot of chances. This is the thing they do, unlike they that, unlike that team of- you're talking about. This team creates so many chances, actually. But you see, that team was very that team they played with such a confidence that they felt that they could win the game whenever they could. That's a, that was a team that uh, drew inspiration from uh, Pep's Barcelona back when Pep wasn't interested in counter-attacking football. Back mm. then, you, if you remember back then, Barcelona would have a counter-attack. They won't take it. They stop at halfway and play tiki-taka. I right. say, no, 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 let them, let them, let them come back. We want to break them down. You know. So this team, they do create a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they do miss a lot of chances too. Now the the Swiss, the Swiss will be very organized. So, I mean, it will come down to who takes chances. 
if you spend keep getting chances and spawning them and allow the Switzerland team to get at their defense, their defense is weak. They're very weak at center back. Okay. Especially in the air. Yeah. I can have good Pedri. It is Pedri is very good. Pedri is very interesting. Pedri is a very atypical 18-year-old. He plays well beyond his years. Incredible. In a way, he reminds me of Xavi at the same age. Xavi was a very mature 18-year-old when he broke into the Barcelona team. Pedro is a very mature 18-year-old, brilliant passer, good mover, and uh, he has a big future ahead of him. The thing with this Spanish team is that they press to death. They press very well. And this is one reason why people don't, people criticize Morata a great deal. Morata is brilliant at that. His movement, his, uh, his athleticism, his pressing is very good. That's why they create a lot of chances. Mm. They, they they win the ball. They win the ball there. Okay. And they are very ver- they can be vertical too. Look at Torres's third goal yeah. against Croatia. Yeah. It was one yeah. ball. They can be so I don't think they are trying to recreate um the the eight or ten team at all. Yeah, exactly. and they have a, because even Lucho's Barcelona played a little differently. They did with the right. front three and the ticket tacker team. So I think they're different. They've scored 10 goals in the last two games. Somebody mentioned so, Denmark scoring 8 and 2. They've scored 10 in the last two. 10. That's extraordinary, I actually. Think, it is I crazy, think, isn't it? I think they should be able to beat Switzerland, but it'll be tough. Who knows? It'll be tough. I don't think they'll win the tournament, but I think they should. Because they're a team and they're, they're a collective, I think they have a chance. Deji. I think the last... Yeah, Sorry, in the last podcast we talked about um, Daily Blind and saying how footballers didn't need to be all muscly and like Adama Chauri to be to be brilliant. <laughs> but please, like the whole Spanish team, do they not have gyms in their in they their country or something? <laughs> they are so lanky. Yeah, and so, Switzerland, yeah, so, yeah. unfortunately, Shaka is not playing. But you know, Shakiri, see how you know stumpy he is. <laughs> they could just hit them and chance them, chance them from the ball. Though. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm concerned. They are so, not very strong. They're so skinny. Strong. Right. But they've never really relied on physique, though. That's where I was going to. Deji. Deji, are we, on, I will be, are we I will underrating? I'll be rooting for the Swiss. Okay, to be clear. Deji, you, your own is bad, Bele, because of Real Madrid. I'll just make it that clear. No, actually, look, you combine two of the things I, I like the least. I don't like Lucho very much. Right? And I like the selection of the moonlight. So, um, I, I wish it the worst possible. Right. Deji, are we under, like, very quickly, are we underrating Spain? No, I don't think so. Um, to be honest, I mean, even even their own le- look, even their own legends who have um, come on as as uh, uh, pundits mm. for the tournaments, they've even said the same thing. Gasca Mendieta um, and so on. They've all they've all said the same thing. Um, you know, Gasca Mendieta. Just for the record, Gasca Mendieta is no Spanish legend. Please carry on. He's a Valencia legend. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Even that is pushing it, but never mind. Valencia legend. No, he's a Valencia legend. <laughs> Please go on, DJ. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you know they've come on, and um, you know they've all said the same thing that this is uh, 
you know, this Spain team has been given a lot of um, leeway because nobody's really expected anything from them. Which Even is their good. own people have kind of written them off. Which is very good. I mean, it is good to be, um, it's good not to have too much, it's good not to, to have the freedom to, to, to go there without, you know, the way the pressure. Mm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. when, you're, when the expectations are too low, it's almost um, an invitation to not achieve anything. Um, so, as far as as far as uh, Spain, um, they're going to be Switzerland, but they don't deserve to be. I, I don't. I feel like they've almost, you know, walked into the semi-final. You know, regardless of how many goals they've scored, mm-hmm. who did they score the goals against? You know, it's just. Come on, they scored them against Croatia. England only managed one against Croatia. They scored Put the Croatia match on one side. They haven't lost a match. I mean, look, they're not the greatest Spanish side ever, obviously, and I don't think they have a shot at winning it. But they're, they're, they've played well, considering the resources they have available. Mm. They have a system, they, they, they have a coach who's stubborn and has stuck to his guns. Um, they have a system they seem to believe in. Mm. Maybe they come and stuck, maybe they don't. But I think they, they, they deserve to be where they are. And if they win, and the way they play anyway, they don't win by luck. They usually only win because they, they are they, 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 they are. They are proactive. They are proactive. Yeah. So yeah. they get to the semis. The first they have deserved it. Right. Okay. Yeah. This, this is my my only concern for them. My concern, sorry, my concern for them is their weaknesses play into uh, the strengths of the Swiss side. Central defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 They're not very good. The only thing is they'll dominate possession so much that maybe Switzerland would give yeah. a chance at that. My my conclusion is that. Should Spain make it to the final, they will win the tournament. Mm. If they get to the final, they are winning this tournament. So if England, well, if, England if England are going to, are they going if to England, fight to the well, final? Let well, them get yeah, to their I know first. You, I know this you. is all right, I know, you, I know you. I know you will come with this. See, well, my, my, I, 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 I have every time everybody I can knows I'm not a big. Spain fan, even though I'm objective mm-hmm. enough to mm-hmm. watch how they play their football. I've been watching the way they've been going about this tournament, and I've always believed this. I like teams that get better as the tournament progresses. From, the goes on, yeah. For me, this, this Spanish team, they're getting better as the tournament progresses. If, yeah, if, if they make the final, there is no team left that would even give them the small the modicum of fear there's no team left that they will fear whoever yeah. they play in that final they will they will remember that they won this tournament in 2008 and 2012 and they won the World Cup in 2010 forget that it's not the same players and they will just go out and beat whoever it is there this, this is what I think We'll, we'll cross that river when we yes. get there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I think the thing as well is, um, you know, the reason why they haven't, you know, I think the reason why a lot of people are kind of underrating them mm-hmm. or just overlooking them is because, the four, you know, I think one thing people need to separate is 
the form inside the tournament and the form outside of the tournament. Yeah. Um, I think before the tournament, um, if you saw their results, yes. I mean, they had some very poor results. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember who, who beat them. I think it was Ukraine or something. Um, and uh, um, they struggled against Greece, uh, if yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, obviously, as they entered the tournament, it's you know it's been slightly different. But still, I, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. No problem. So we all agree. I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't advise anyone to put any money on them. Right. That's just where. So the semi, <laughs> the semi-finalists agreed here: Spain, Italy. England. Who did we agree on? Denmark or Czech Republic? I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't know about wiping the floor. Those are two very Denmark will brush them. Denmark will brush them. Denmark will brush them. I have a feeling about those guys. Denmark have a lot of goodwill on their side, let's just say. No, they have good players too. I think from what I've seen of a lot of people's analysis of Denmark it's mm. generally they want them to win not that they believe they're going to win um, and uh, those well. are two different things um, so well, I, look, I, uh, you, look, you look at a team you look at I mean yes they have that momentum because of the incident with Ericsson which is unfortunate but they have well, the best care yeah. is well, experienced not always my cup of tea, but he's very experienced in central defense. Brathwaite has played very well as a he's wide led, He's led the line brilliantly, to be fair. Yes, huh? he was very good. Dahlberg, whom I've never really rated, came through yeah, very well in the last well. in the last game. There, there, there's something going on there. Mm, yeah. Tournament football is it's that, it can that's be it. very organic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it can be very organic. I think. And I don't think much of the Czechs, to be honest. I think they're <laughs> I think, I think they're underrated. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think much of them. I, I think, think they're very, very resilient. It's not a very football yeah. game, but they're yeah, very... yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. I just, I think the Danes will beat them, though, but we'll see. I would go with and Denmark. Also, anyway, the, the golden boot is on the line. The, the uh, I think uh, the golden boot is on the line still. Uh, Schick is Schick? still in. Yeah, he's still in with a chance of. Uh, um, overhauling um, Cristiano so yeah, well. listen ladies and gentlemen okay. thank you so very very much it's been a very very fascinating episode of your Sports Memo podcast um, to recap Denmark um, England Spain and Italy for the semi-finals right so that when 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 it doesn't pan out, I will remember all of you that you said it. Uh, hey, no. <laughs> the, the, the Denmark, the Denmark one, I'm still on the fence of. But the others, Denmark will win. Take yeah, it to the bank. Okay. All right. All right. I'll Listen, for my. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much for coming on the show one more once more. It's been my pleasure having you guys. Um, Doc, thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, Tuku, thank you for your time from Dakar. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Chala, it was because of you we did this timing. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Aki, once again, I thank you so very much for your patience and for coming. It's been a, pl- 
Been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Good hey, show. Hey, G, you're a reliable man. Thank you so very much for coming on the show. Thank you once again. Thank you, guys. And my listeners, I thank you so very much for listening to this particular episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please don't forget to share on your many podcast platforms. My name is Calvin Emekonwoka, and we'll come your way for the semifinals. Peace out.